dedicated babbling with Janet Thomas, the rants, the laughs, the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. And as always, a little disclaimer before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind. I'm a person with chronic illness and opinions, so let's get started. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I feel guilty about not being able to do more, and I think everybody has that, like whether they have a chronic illness or not. But in chronic illness land, there is so little time and energy that isn't spent on like taking care of basic needs and managing the illness and going to appointments. It's just there's it takes up so much time and brain space that the limits just seem so much more painful. And like I think it's normal to want to go out and do stuff with people in my life and be there for them and all of that, but it's really hard some days, so, and impossible on some of them. So there's, yeah, I mean, there's so many times I have to cancel on people because, yeah, I'm having a migraine that day, or leave early because one's coming on, or even just say no up front because I already know that whatever it is, it's going to trigger a migraine in me. I don't know, lots of people with perfume wearing perfume or whatever it is. So all of those things suck and they, like, you want to go see your friends and whatever, but, but like if somebody actually needs you for something, you know, they're having a crisis of some kind or even, even a nice thing, like, I mean, it sucks to miss somebody's birthday, but like if it's a milestone birthday, like if it ends with a five or a zero, I don't know, it just feels, I just get even more disappointed. And I've learned some tips and tricks over the years. Like if I'm going to dinner with a friend, we make a date and a backup date. So that way, you know, if one of us has to cancel, then uh, we know we're still going to get together. Oh yeah, and that actually makes me really laugh because I cancel on people all the time. And when they have to cancel on me, they're always so apologetic about canceling. And I'm like, I am the last person that is allowed to be mad at somebody for canceling. There's, I mean, like I said, I do it all the time. But I guess, you know, like I said, this isn't just a feeling that I have or other chronic illness people have. It's a feeling that everyone has. Like, you make a commitment to something and breaking it sucks. And we're also told over and over again that if people cancel on you all the time, then they probably don't actually want to spend time with you. And of course, there's truth to that, too. I get it. You know, I like looking at people's actions instead of their words. But, like, that rule gets really tricky in chronic illness land. Because... I cancel all the time, and I still want to see you. So that also helps with the backup date. It makes makes it clear that I also still really want to make time for the person. Yeah, and it also helps that everyone has gotten older. Because, you know, life happens. Life gets complicated. People's kids get sick, or an emergency pops up at work. Like, there's a lot more reasons for everyone to cancel. And so people are, uh, you know, like I said, as I get older, people are much more understanding that, you know, shit happens and sometimes it doesn't work out and we'll get together later. And plus the ones that aren't reasonable about it have fallen away, you know, and are no longer in my life. So that helps too. But yeah, so yeah, I guess just life happens and ruins plans all the time. And where this idea came from is one time one of my friends was having a birthday party for, I don't know how old their kid was, not like little toddler with no language, but like preschool age, probably chatting already, you know, a little, little kid. You know, the age where, you know, the birthday party is for the child is still really mostly the, you know, the friends of the parents and the family and that sort of thing. So anyway, this one was an organized potluck where everyone signs up to bring something. So, you know, there's not 
50 pasta salads and nothing else. And of course, I had to cancel. And I felt so bad about it. Not only I wasn't there to celebrate with them, but I also wasn't able to bring the dish that I signed up to do. And I don't even remember what it was I signed up for. Probably something vegetarian. There may have been one or two other veggie heads there, but honestly, it's not a big deal if my dish wasn't there. Uh, there's it, it was mostly omnivores. So, yeah, logically, logic, logic says this is not a big deal. Like, there was a lot of other people at the party. I'm sure they missed me, but it's not the biggest deal. I wasn't, like, the only person showing up. There's always way too much food at these things anyway, so one less vegetarian dish at the thing wouldn't make any difference. But yeah, but that's logic, logic. Emotional logic had me feeling like I had left them down and I was, I don't know, an awful human being or something. It was a while ago. And we actually talked about it later. And of course, they in no way thought I had let them down. They completely understood. These are some of the friends that have stuck around, so they know what's going on. And they pointed out that I, it's not like I was bringing the birthday cake. Like, if I was bringing the birthday cake and I didn't show up, yeah, that sucks. Because either the toddler's going to be very disappointed or the parents have to like go run out and find a bakery or a grocery store or something that has a cake that they can like get in them and run around in the middle of a party. Like who wants to go leave the party and go find a cake anyway? So yeah, it's not like I was bringing the birthday cake or something. You know, one less pasta salad, who cares? But that's where the idea of being responsibly irresponsible happened. So now I make sure if I'm not there, it won't cause drama. Because yeah, chances are... I probably won't be there. And not because I don't love you or want to see you, but because, you know, migraines happen. And I've learned to lower the uh, stakes even further. So for potlucks, yeah, like I said, I'll make something veggie because, you know, that's actually really selfish on my part because I there's usually not a lot of veggie options. Yeah, so that's a survival mechanism for me as well as bringing something to, to the event. And sometimes migraines happen, you know, before the event and I can't actually make the pasta salad or whatever. So I'll just pick up potato chips on the way over. I mean, it doesn't feel right arriving with nothing. Though, again, people would probably understand. I don't need... There's enough stress in, in my life and the world, and I don't need to add extra stress and pressure to myself by promising to bring something essential. And responsibly irresponsible has carried over into other things. Like I said, make a date and a backup date if I'm getting together with a friend. Or even, like, getting together on on Zoom or whatever, Skype or whatever. You know, sometimes I'm the techiest of the bunch, so I get voluntold to host a call and send out the invites and do all that, which technically I can do. And I'm a planner, so part of me really wants to. But it shouldn't be me. I feel bad enough not being able to attend to something. If I'm an organizer and I flake on that, well, then that really sucks, because now all of a sudden they aren't meeting up at all, or they have to scramble to get something else set up so they can do... Like, it's just why no nobody needs all the drama. And I know all of this sounds like in some ways small and petty, but sometimes it's these little things that that really, really drive home uh, some of the uh, limitations you've got. And the limitations really hit home when... Like, somebody need needs you. Like, yes, a friend's having a crisis or, like, helping out after my grandmother is recovering from surgery or something. Like, something where somebody needs you. Like, this isn't just let's get together and chat or whatever, but, you know, there's there's more urgency there. And honestly, the responsibly irresponsible thing has helped out there, too. Like, grandmother situation... We've learned, you know, and, you know, we kind of shift out the family and friends, you know, like you'll take the morning shift, you'll take the afternoon shift, you'll take the evening shift, whatever. And we've learned that if I, 
you know, to put me down to do one of them because I want to help. And if I'm feeling well enough, I will more than gladly. But yeah, like already put me and somebody else's name down. So that way, if I can't make it, I have one person to contact and say, hey, listen, sorry, you don't have free time today. You get to go, you know, help out with, with grandma because I can't. Or, you know, they get, I call them up and say, hey, I'm good. I'll be there. Don't worry. You get an extra four hours that you can do whatever you want with. So, yeah, I mean, like, everybody has to cancel sometimes. But if you cancel, like, once in a blue moon, I, yeah, scramble to get a backup at that point. Who cares? But if you cancel cons- cancel constantly, that's hard to say. If you have to cancel constantly, like, set the backup ahead of time. Because, yeah, like, why add more stress? So, I mean, these things all seem, like, just so logical when I say them out loud. But honestly, I think this took years to get perspective on this and put it in sp- in place. Yeah, like I said, I would feel really guilty and really irresponsible, but... I don't know. Like, it's taken... Oh, fucking acceptance. Yeah, I need to go a rant on the word acceptance, because it's the wrong word, but I hope you guys know what I mean. Of the situation and, like, my limits... And also for the other for the other people in my life to also come to terms with it as well. Now committing to something where it's crucial that I come through or it's like somebody else putting me in that position, that seems the irresponsible part. But it took a surprisingly long time to get to that. Anyway, all around saying, yeah, responsibly irresponsible. That's a thing. And I don't know, it's helped me a lot. I, I hope it helps other people because, yeah, that's kind of what this podcast is for. <sighs> okay, I think that's enough. Blah, blah, blah. And this episode didn't seem too heavy, because, like I said, if I had recorded this years and years ago when I was in the middle of feeling guilty about everything, yeah, I probably would have been sadder, but now it's really not as sad. Let's still end on a dash of happy. Let's see. What's been sparking joy lately? I think I'm gonna say my hydroponic garden. I think I've mentioned it before it, that, you know, it was one of my COVID coping things to get it started up again. It's, it's, it's getting, it's getting good now. Like I've been sticking extra grocery store herbs into the system and, and I'm getting a good collection of those. I've gotten some mini harvests of basil because that one was one of the first ones and some of the others are still sort of getting established. My green onions, they, they, they looked better before. Now they're looking kind of sad. I might have to yank them out and put in new ones. I don't understand why. Like, they're getting nutrients, they're getting light, but they're still good. And for the lettuce, like, I used to put all the lettuce in one big container and have a whole bunch of them start at once. That's a lot of lettuce for a single person to try and get through, so now I'm sort of bought some little containers and I'm trying to to stagger them, but um, I didn't get that idea till after I'd already started some, so I've I have three started at the same time that are going now. Yeah, that whole staggering thing. I don't know how well it's going to work for this time around. But uh, one of them is like oddly so much larger than the others. So maybe it won't be so bad. I don't know. But either way, I used to do five at a time and now three. That's still a step in the right direction. So yeah, green things in general make me happy. And these are yummy green things that I can eat too. And I get to futz over them and try this and try that and see what works and whatever. So... My hydroponic garden is making me happy. I think that's it. As always, please subscribe because I don't have a schedule for launching. It's going to be once a month, fingers crossed. Please subscribe so it downloads automatically because I can't tell you when it's going to come out. Rate and review because there's algorithms. Website? Not much out there on the website, to be honest. But if you want to take a look, it's medicatedbabbling.com. As for social media, 
you want to follow podcasty things, it's at Medicated Babbling on Instagram. If you search for Medicated Babbling on Facebook, it's the same thing. Twitter. Twitter is at mbabbling because Twitter didn't like it, the name being too long. If you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's at jtartandstuff. Oh yeah, YouTube also has Medicated Babbling. I think that, that just posts the audio of the podcast, so that's there too. And thanks go out to Fresh Kills for letting me use his song for the intro and outro music. And always to the listeners, because like I said, I'm really surprised anybody listens. So yes, thank you, because I'm still shocked. And don't forget you matter. I'll talk to you next time. One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, four, get it!